Are you ready to discover who you came here to be? Welcome to the Human Design and Astro Club podcast. Human Design is a system and a tool that is here to empower you and show you your greatest potential. Come learn with us and discover who you really are. Hi friends, Crystal here. I just wanted to jump in here and share what I've got cooking in my kitchen and what Leah has selected with her market. We don't just talk transits and education in the Human Design and Astro Club. We also have many ways for you to dive deeper with us together and also separately. And we've been holding off on letting you know we have a huge transit update report for 2022 that's available for purchase for only $22 on January 4th. If you are looking to understand every cycle, every big cosmic event, and what will be in store for you with each of these transits, you're going to want to purchase this 2022 update. When I looked at the magic and also little iffy areas of this coming year, I got even more excited for what's to come. So grab your 2022 transit update below in the description on January 4th. Next, I wanna let you know about our free guide. Yeah, that's right, a completely free guide to help you with tips and tricks to honoring your authority. If you are new or just looking for a new perspective, this might be for you. Check out the description below to grab your copy. The next offer we have is to help you understand how to read your own chart, as well as the language behind the information you are seeking. Ever wonder what an incarnation cross is? Want to know more about the magnetic monopole? Or how about how to integrate and work through blocks in your open and undefined centers? If any of this sounds like information you were looking for, or you want to help understand how to organize and read your chart, check out your user manual to your true self. For only $33, look at it as a small investment into undoing a life of conditioning. And we don't just have offers. We also just dropped our first two mini classes, both on the brain. If you are looking to accelerate your deconditioning process and really align to your authority, I highly suggest checking out our determination class for only $21.99 and our cognition class for only $31.99 with a bonus meditation to help you align to your specific tone and get back into your body. These classes are connected to the four transformations and really helped me transform my life with more ease and more grace. And if you're thinking right now, Crystal, this is amazing. What else you got for me? Oh, there's a couple more things, friends. We just launched a small container for our human design support that will be available to the public this coming February. So please get on the wait list and subscribe to our newsletter to be the first to know when it drops. We already have members in this group and we also have people on the wait list 
with every single aura type and you're all welcome to join us. You'll get the opportunity to get two Zoom calls a month with Leah and myself and we will also have topics related to human design to discuss. We know how lonely the deconditioning process can be or even how to fully understand it. And this gives you the opportunity to connect intimately to other members just like you on our community page and also have two calls a month with Leah and I and also other community members. We'll also have a close friends group on Instagram, checking in with you throughout the week. If you're looking for community, connection, integration, and help in your deconditioning process, you will surely want to join us. Link below to get on the wait list. And now for the final new class that will be launching 2022 in our environments class. That's right, our environments class. We know how long many of you have been waiting for this class, and hey guys, it's coming, early 2022. And if you wanna discover where you can thrive in your real life environment and how to live the life you've always dreamed, well, you are going to wanna check out our environments class. You'll, You'll learn the ins and outs of what your environment looks like, ways to utilize this space, and also how to create this environment in your home. Just to name a few big key players of what you'll be getting out of this class. If you are ready to thrive and stop surviving, you'll for sure want to go down below in our description and get on our wait list. Leah and I both have so much we are working on for 2022, and we can't wait to share it all with you. And if you need that one-on-one connection through a reading, we have many varieties for you to work with us on an individual on our individual website. We hope you enjoy this episode that's coming for you guys right now. And my friends, I'll see you on the next one. Hello. And welcome to the Human Design and Astro Club podcast. I almost sang that whole thing, Leah, just for you. I like, <laughs> you sing, I like to sing our intro sometimes. Um, we actually have a special guest today. It's actually our first like guest guest because we've we've had yeah. a community member as a guest interview, but this is like you're like our first guest. So this feels so exciting feels really special. So we have with us here today. We have Kayla. She is a spiritual mindset coach and she's highly into human design. We've been nerding out on human design for about like two weeks now. We met on Instagram. Um, Leah and Kayla are meeting for the first time today. So it's going to be an interesting dynamic because we are both generators. I'm going to let you just share your, I would like you to share your profile, your aura type, your, um, oh, your, your authority. Yeah, there we go. Authority, open head. I'm going to do that a lot, probably. Um, Your authority. And then also we like to share a big three on here. Yeah. So my name is Kayla and I'm currently living in Vancouver, BC in Canada. And I am, yeah, I'm a 6-2 sacral generator. And we're going to come up with the astrology shortly. But yeah, I got into human design. Well, I first heard about it in summer of 2019. And I really think I'm what I'm about to say, literally every person will relate to it. But I found human design, I looked at my chart, and I was like, Oh, that's cool. What the fuck am I looking at? And I just like, didn't, didn't touch it after that. 
And then it kept showing up and it just, you know, kept knocking on the door and I'm laughing because Crystal's literally nodding her head as I say this. And it's just, I really got into it in March of 2021. I went into like a 10 month intensive program, uh, like three level certification program. And that completely changed my life. Obviously, if you're listen, listening to this, then you know that human design is like life altering. And that's kind of my short story of how I got into human design, but just, you know, love being the six two. And we're definitely gonna be talking about the open throat today as well, which is really huge and fun mm. and not at the same time. So <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit about me. Yeah. And you're like, really, I'm looking at your chart right now. You're, you're very open. Like when I saw your chart, I was like, wow, you're like, I, I made, I made a little joke the other day, two jokes about you're like, kind of like a wannabe projector and reflector at the same time with the open throw, because there really needs to be an invitation with the open throw. Um, yeah, that's, that. that's one of the biggest things that I learned when I discovered that I was an open throat. I actually thought I was a projector when I first uh, found human design. I'm like, oh, I'm a projector for sure. Nobody sees me. <laughs> I'm like, I am not recognized. So I'm definitely a projector. Let's figure out what the success is. Let's go here. And then I was like, oh, I'm a, I'm a generator. Oh, that's 70% of the population. Oh man. Okay. So I'm just, I'm just like, no wonder I'm just like in the background. Um, but we've had that conversation before that, like, it's so, uh, from like similar the way that the projector and the open throat feels Mm -hmm. like the recognition. I want to talk about that too. And mm-hmm. you have a defined throat. So I'd, I'd really lo- love to dive in to the contrast of that. But before we do that, um, why don't you give us a little bit of a rundown of what you do and anything that you would like to share with, yeah. with any of that? Yeah. So what I do is as a spiritual mindset coach, I really pivoted in the last few months of specifically working with entrepreneurs who are really willing and wanting to learn and embody their human design and gene keys so that they can show up in integrity in their business and in their life. And so that's what I'm really passionate about. But one thing that I've really noticed lately is that because I have so much openness, like I only have my G center and my circle defined, and I have like three completely open centers and then everything else is undefined. And what I really notice is that I and my conscious sun and earth are 36, six. So I noticed that I really lean into the shadows. Mm. Like I'm so willing to sit in the shit of the shadows. And it's like, that is the shadow of 36 and six is turbulence and conflict. And so I, I noticed that that's really the energy that I bring in how I share is like, how are you willing to fully embody and embrace all levels of yourself and your energy with your human design and gene keys so that you can be abundant fully as you are because a lot of personal development and I can speak to this because I used to do it too before I had the awareness of human design is like what what are your self-limiting beliefs like move up the emotional scale like let's reframe this let's get rid of your shadows like it's it's actually all self-rejection and spiritual bypassing yeah 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 Yeah. and so I I really love like I was drawn to you with one, your open throat with the storytelling. I feel like every open throat is like the best storyteller. That is one of our biggest gifts. And aside from that, like we sell through our open and undefined centers. I, I, I really believe that because there's so much wisdom there once you understand it. And with your 36 in your um, conscious sun, and then your six in your conscious earth, like, I feel like you lean into that darkness of that emotional energy 
in your posts, which is what I was really drawn to because I have Scorpio South node, which we've now entered um, in the transits and it's, it's fucking dark. (laughs) And I, my son also sits in the 12th house. I don't know how much you know about houses and astrology, but the 12th house is uh, ruled by Pisces. So it's really um, spiritual. And also like, it's like the, like almost like the other side, it's like, almost like I sit in the dark. Like my son is like sitting in the dark a little bit. So I, I lean into like that shadow and I feel like you lean into the shadow as well. And it makes sense with the undefined solar plexus and the 36 and the six being in your conscious sun and conscious earth yeah. that makes up 70% of your chart. I think the biggest thing that I'm getting out of embodying, I mean, I, I really look to embody all the gates and mm-hmm. all the gene keys, like all the things is not just what is defined, but the transits impact us as mm-hmm. well. But what I really tell myself when I'm in that energy of like conflict, conflict and turbulence, cause that is the most prominent energy that I experience. And like, there's been some really dark times, especially in the last few months. And it's like, when I'm really in the dumps, I just, I can always remind myself like Kayla, you were literally designed to sit in this shit Mm -hmm. like you're designed to do this and I think that people underestimate their resilience when it comes to experiencing the shadows of their chart they think oh fuck I need to get away from this like there's something wrong with me this isn't good like how do I get into the gift how do I get into the city and it's like you have the definition of all of that which means you're designed to hold that energy like you're so resilient and I feel like this needs to be spoken about more because there's still a lot of spiritual bypassing that happens that's what I've noticed yeah yeah what about you Leah I feel like you learn a lot from being in that shadow space too like there there's just so much that you can work through like the deconditioning part comes from working through all of that shit that you work through like and if you're just going to be like look up, think positive. Like I did the same thing. I used to be like positive vibes only. Like I had a t-shirt, all that shit. (laughs) So like, it's just not, yeah, it's, it's not the thing anymore. I don't resonate with that. And I don't feel like, you know, when someone asks you, how do you like feel better about something when you're in a bad mood? It's like, well, you don't have to, like, you just be there, be where you are. It's okay to be where you are. That's important. Whatever you learned, whatever you're learning from whatever lesson or whatever shadow you're sitting in, like it's where you're supposed to be. Work through it. There's nothing bad about it. <laughs> like let yourself drown in the emotions sometimes. Yeah. Go into the void and just be, just like be in the dark. And I feel like I've had to, for myself, also having an open throat, I've had to really embrace that shadow side because there's a shadow side, obviously, it's even if it's open or defined but for open it's like a very apparent shadow and I feel like for the defined shadow like because there's always going there's there's shadow everywhere right with without light there's there's darkness you can't you can't have there has to be the contrast and for me like I know that you know they say that it's the throat is like the least conditioned but I feel like there's so much conditioning there I mean look at social media we talked about this um um I Kayla interviewed me on her podcast and we talked about this and I'm just like, there's so much shadow when you look at social media and that's all, everyone's looking for attention on there. It's all throat. It's literally all throat. I mean, you obviously can find all of the centers in there, but it's like, 
started out as very throughout energy, right? Like how can I create? Like that's what social media is. It's all about creation. And that's what lives in the fucking throat. What do you have to say about that, Kayla? Oh my God. Yeah, I think I've really, actually it's interesting and I'm excited. I'm going to share this because I want to see Leah's reaction to define throat as a 2-4 projector because my friend is a 2-4 <laughs> projector and I just asked her, I said, listen, this is what I'm experiencing with an, with an open throat is like, I feel like I, like I feel invisible when, let's say I go and I create something, I'm really excited. Like I've got that sacral energy. I put this really amazing post out that was like, fucking 10 carousel pages like there's so much guts in it and and then you know I don't get a lot of attention and then it's like okay well I wasn't doing it to get attention it was to know whether or not like I made an impact and so then it just feels like this repressive energy of like well what's the point like if if I don't know that I'm making an impact if I just have lurkers who look at my stories but don't engage in anything like how do I know I'm making an impact like am I wasting my fucking time and she told me as a two, four projector with a defined throat, she said, what I noticed more, cause I said, I feel like I have to be invited. If I'm invited to share, it's like profound. Like it's mm-hmm. just, it, it's got this projector vibe of waiting for the invitation. And she's like, she's like, I, I totally see what you're saying. And for me with a defined throat, being a projector, what I notice is that I really seek that recognition more of when I'm one-on-one with someone and they recognize my efforts that I'm doing for them. And I was like, interesting. Cause I said, when I'm one-on-one with people, I never feel that I feel like the recognition is there. Like we're, we're, we're having a conversation. Like it's all good. It's more of like an expansive thing, like community sort of environment. So that, that was like the contrast that we had talking to a projector with a divine throat. So Leah, I'm curious if that resonates with you. It totally does. Crystal and I've had many conversations where she's like, I'm just going to delete Instagram. Like, I don't want anything to do with it. Cause like, she'll put in all of this effort and we'll like do all of this work to get this thing, you know, she'll put in like tons of effort into this post. And then she's like texting me. She's like, one person is freaking seeing this. And like, (laughs) obviously there's going to be times where there's like, no one's going to see anything because everyone's offline. Like the algorithm is weird. Like whatever that goes on. But I do resonate with the one-on-one because I really love to be recognized by somebody specifically that I'm helping like one person, like, um, I just started cleaning for people. And when I hear that they are like very, I I don't know, I guess I hear when I hear from someone that I've done a good job and that they appreciate the work that I've put into it. And that's not just for what I'm doing, but like like for human design or for tarot, any of that kind of stuff. It's like, when I get that direct recognition from somebody, it's way different than if I'm on social media and I have like 25 likes as opposed to like 50 from the time before, like it just doesn't, I don't, I don't value them as any different or the same. And I kind of just like walk away from that. Like, I don't worry about it. I also have a defined head in Ajna. So like, I don't worry about any of that either, um, which you guys don't. So that's also an interesting aspect, but yeah, I definitely resonate with just the one-on-one recognition as opposed to needing that community part. I think it's also um, with defined hearts because you're also defined heart. Leah and I share the 4426 together. And I feel like the biggest thing that a defined heart just wants so badly, the only thing, it's not about proving their worth. It's the appreciation from other Mm -hmm. people. That's it. Like if we see that our value is being like, uh, 
like nurtured, cared for, seen, appreciated, all of those things, then it's like, we just feel like, oh, wow. Okay. So we are like, we did, we did actually follow through like with, with all of that. So, um, but I do notice the difference with, between Lee and I, she could give a flying <laughs> fuck. I mean, Don't you care. do have, you do like, you'll, you'll go through spurts of it a little bit. It's not yeah. consistent. Like you'll go through spurts where, oh, I, I like some of the ones that you do put more <laughs> effort into. And then you're like, why did that, that, that post not do well or whatever, or that reel. And you'll get a little, a little bitter sometimes with that, but it, <laughs> it doesn't last very long. If no. it does, it'll, it's like in and out as for me, I'll be, I'll, I'll think about it for sometimes days. days. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Crystal. Oh yeah. And it's sometimes it's like hard to just like, I can't, no, I'm not going to try and talk anybody out of it either. Like there's no, you don't need to be talked out of like that feeling because it's valid for you. Like you do feel that way. It's just like figuring out, okay, for the next time, like, what is this going to look like for me? Is this some, and it's hard not to worry, like on your next post, is this going to do the same thing? Mm-hmm. Because you do put that much of your heart into it, you know? I do. Yeah. One thing that I've really noticed in the last little bit is how much I pulled back from my business. Like I've definitely been going through like a dark night of the soul and I can like totally talk about this more, but I used to be somebody who just, I love creating. Like that's just Uh such a general thing. So I could easily post like five days a week, five, six days a week, like have insane amounts of stories. Like it was just nobody's business. And then I hit a wall and I was like, fuck this essentially. But then I really started paying attention to like straight up my like addiction to social media. And I was like, okay, Kayla, you're going to like literally delete the app from your phone unless you're giving yourself time to go on it because the timer thing is bullshit. So that's not going to fly. And so I started doing that and I started, I started posting less, showing up less. But then when I was posting or sharing, it was making an impact. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm doing less and I'm gaining more followers and I'm connecting more with people. And I'm like, this is awesome. This is actually what I want. Like, I don't want an undefined root. Yeah. That too. We're not here. We are not as undefined roots. We are here to experience freedom of time. We're, We're not here to be hustling, 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 and trying to do all this work and get all this work done so that we can be, you know, then we can go have fun. It's actually quite the opposite with the undefined route and the open route. I feel it's like have the fun first and then those spurts of um, almost like that pressurized, like, I feel I can actually move now. Cause like, we know those feelings and we're like, there, there is inspiration that comes from the root. Everything derives from the root. So it's like, when you feel that desire to make something happen in some way that it's almost, it it comes to you. It's like a response as a response to that pressurized root energy, as opposed to I'm going to just post five days a week and whatever the fuck comes out of me, comes out of me. Like no one is going to care about that shit. And then the other thing that I realized that I want, I wanted to ask you about posting and the open throat is have you noticed that maybe your posts or I don't know if do you do reels you don't do reels do you oh my god don't even get me started on reels (laughs) okay (laughs) that seems like a a can of open worms we're gonna let loose right there if we go there um but have you noticed that your posts you might not get as many uh has as much engagement like the first like few hours even a day or so and then all of a sudden 
everyone just shows the fuck up on your shit. Yeah, I've noticed the like the likes, I guess, on posts are more gradual. It's not like, mm-hmm. oh, it showed up on everyone's feed and then they liked it. But I've seen this thing with Instagram, how they're bringing back the chronological order of things rather than I don't know what is going on right now. There's, but there's like four different kinds or something coming out. Yeah, but I think the way that it shows up on your feed is not going to be I, I hope it's not just based off of popularity is actually because there's like content that you would miss unless you have your notifications right. on for that person. Right, right. But yeah, the reels thing. So I tried <laughs> to do a 30 day challenge and I oh, did no. 27 days in a row. And then I was like, oh, I need a break from social. And I deleted the app from my phone. And when you do that, you lose your drafts. Just so you know that people, I lost my drafts. But luckily I was like, oh, whatever. It's only four days. I don't care. But then after that, I was like, what's the point of this? Like I was literally doing it with the agenda of like, okay, I'm going to grow my account. And if I grow my account, then I'm going to reach more people. And then I'm going to help more people. Like there was a good intention there. I know. (laughs) But then I know. Can you see how this runs my life? Whoever said that it's the least deconditioned center is a liar. I don't believe them. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So it just, I tried it a couple of times and I was like, I'm over this. Like, and my reels, like, I think they're funny. They're all like human design based. Like they're, they're inspirational. They're, you know, they're fun. They're not just like educational. It's, I don't know. Anyways, I'm biased and bitter in a way. My open throat, (laughs) (laughs) the bitter bitter projector in my throat, I guess. Oh, Um, all my gates and channels are either projected or generated. mm -hmm. I don't Mm. think I have any manifester manifester unless the 34 10 no oh the 36 yes that's right yeah i'm telling you open the open throat is just a wannabe projector i swore up and down i was a projector i really did i was like okay this is it you know what is it like nine percent of the population i'm a unicorn here we go oh i'm a one three which is like the majority of the profiles and i'm just a pure generator and then i was like Wah, wah, wah. like it was just <laughs> I, I'm like the only person that wanted to be the projector like every projector that finds Doesn't out their projector it, like cries for days I have not met <laughs> one projector yet that was like yes I found out I was a projector and I was like thrilled I'm like <laughs> over here like okay here here comes here comes the success I'm gonna figure out my secret sauce right now here we go oh and then there's this slow burn of being a generator. But yeah, I was just going to ask, like, what, how did you feel when you found your profile or in your, like your whole chart? Like, what did you feel like when you found your chart for the first time? Well, when I saw for the first time, I was like, oh, I only have two centers to find. And then everyone's like, oh my God, you have so much openness. But you know, what's funny. I've actually met three other people that also have just their G and their sacral defined. And how are they? I know which is like, I don't, I don't know them that well. It was like in passing, I like found out that they had the same definition or similar, I should say. But I think that I, when I noticed, cause you know how they say you feel like too much in your defined centers. So what Mm -hmm. I've noticed is with my G center being quite activated, Mm -hmm. I feel that I can be overbearing in terms of like if I go into a group setting, I think my two line as well, like wanting to be a little hermit, let's say I'm in a group setting and everyone has to share I know that I will feel better if I invite everyone to share first. And I think that's a six line role model before I will share, because I know that I have like so much energy and passion that I don't want to like suck the air out of the room. So I noticed that. And the other thing I notice is with my defined sacral is that 
if I'm really lit up by what I'm doing, like business things, I will, if I'm talking to a non-sacral being, I will, and we're going to like talk about business. Like I will like ask permission if I can share, cause I don't want to overbear them. But if I'm with like a many gen or a generator, we're going to talk for like hours and it's fine. Like there's no, yeah. like, it doesn't feel like I'm being overbearing cause they have that energy as well. So I've definitely noticed that through my own self-awareness, I would say. That's what the system does is it for me I was for me I was already self-aware before finding the system and then this just confirmed all of the things I saw about myself and then made other places that maybe had a little bit of fogginess to it I was like okay now this all just makes perfect sense Um, I'm curious to ask you though about that I mean, you have one, two, three, four, five, six gates coming out of that undefined root there. And I can tell that you have, and like, then you have the completely open Ajna and then the, and the undefined head. Like, I feel like that combination together, when I, whenever I see stuff like that, I'm like, this person pushes. And then you have the a completely open heart. I'm like, there's all this just like pressure push. I got to make shit happen mix the open throat. I'm just going to fucking initiate life period. And like, I'd love to hear a little bit of your experience with that for anyone that has that going. Yeah. I, yeah, no, what you said is so true. And it's funny because this is where gene keys made a really big difference for me when I learned about my core wound, which Mm -hmm. is 34 and that the shadow of that is force. And the, my so this is in the pearl sequence in the gene keys. I'm just gonna talk about this a little bit because it's like quite significant to what you just I said. Like, I like jinkies, so okay, no cool. Break. So my core wound is 34, the shadow of that is force. And then my culture, which is also in the pearl sequence, the pearl sequence really has to do with prosperity, is 52. So 52, the shadow is stress, and that shadow is what blocks prosperity in your life. So what I notice is that my core wound, like the thing that I really am overcoming in my life is not forcing things is this. And I have it in me because I was a competitive athlete for 17 years. I played rugby for 17 years straight in university. I played in the university Olympics and won a bronze medal. Like I just, that it was funny. Cause that I was in the city of that energy of being like majestic the way that I was an athlete. Mm-hmm. And it's funny. Cause when I started to look at my business and I was like, Kayla, you're forcing things in your business. And I started to look at the, the majesty of my, uh, my way of being athletic. And it's funny because if you read about Gene Key 34 in the book, it literally gives the example of like an Olympic athlete, like going into strength and having that majesty is like a very natural experience. Like natural things are not forced. Mm-hmm. So I started to really look at how I was so successful took time it literally it plays for 17 years it took me 10 years to get to an olympic level and that wasn't even on my agenda it was just an opportunity that came up so it took me 10 years to get to there and i was like really looking at myself and i was like kayla like what were you doing to just have that be something that that you loved and it was like it was such a generator thing like what i notice is force shows up in my business where it's like that that head pressure and that root pressure it's like oh i need to do all the things i need to have the answers i need to you know hit this amount of money in my business by this amount of time, because then my open heart is like, then you're successful and you're worthy and you're credible and all this. So they're all like having this little party 
like, you know, mean, mean girls at school, like all the undefined centers in the corner. Like, this is how we're going to torment Kayla and like, get her to learn deep levels of wisdom and the lesson of force. So that's still something that I'm really, you know, really grappling with. And the funny thing with the 52 is that the city is stillness and it, and the gift is restraint. And so that is another thing I go from force to restraint and stillness. So restraining is really what allows things to happen naturally without force. Like, like they surrendering. Really complement each other. Totally. It is total and surrendering. So, yeah. And so I've really been looking at stillness, like being with myself, like not forcing to get out of shadows quickly when I'm out of alignment, like just really slowing down and that's been a major contrast to the pressure that I feel from the head and the ajna and like in the root so that's my those are my two cents on that and that that 1034 for you is unconscious as well as the 52 34 is in your unconscious mars the 10 is in your unconscious sun which i realize my 10 is in my conscious sun there's a reason why we connected. It's always, you always find your fractals. Like, it's just, you can't like, there's too many connections here. And like the 34 is like the gate of power. And the 10 is really about the gate of the naturalness. There's like, if you can be in your natural self, because it's all about, um, your, like your corrected behavior, right? It's like, what is correct for you? It's not what, what is correct. There's nothing that's correct. It is what is correct for you. And in that, what that is in turn is, is like, that being in your full, um, natural self, your natural order, whatever that looks like for you. And it's like, when you can allow that, like, like almost like lean into that place. Cause I think your unconscious is all about just leaning into it and embracing it. Like once you understand it, cause I have my unconscious 46 in my unconscious son. So I always make sure when I wake up every morning, I take care of her. I go and do some sort of workout. I make sure that I'm putting the best nutrients in my body. I'm physically taking care of my body. And I always do that at the beginning of my, every morning for myself as part of my like 515 ritual. And I've noticed that when I started doing that in my early twenties, that's when all of the shifts really started to begin to happen for me. So I feel like if you can honor that unconscious son, that's saying, if I can just be in my own correctness, whatever that is, and only, you know, then everything else will just fall into place. Yeah. That's exactly what I've been experiencing too. The last couple of months, a lot of turbulence, but like all of these things that just, I feel them pulling at me in so many different ways. And it's like the gift of human design is developing self-awareness. Like it's so fascinating, intoxicating. <laughs> yeah. We could talk about human design forever. I mean, the but your, your text yesterday, I, I told Liam, like you would never have been able to keep up with those text messages between no. <laughs> two open throat peer generators going back and forth with each other, like at rapid <laughs> speed. Like, I can't, oh, keep yeah? up, I can't keep up in general. Like anytime I'm in a text message thread with Crystal and somebody else, I, I have like, I look at my phone and it's like 150 messages. I'm like, oh God. <laughs> 
I just missed out on a lot and I don't, I don't have anything to say because the conversation's over. <laughs> Usually it's done. Like, okay, I just missed out on that. Well, <laughs> one thing I, one thing I noticed with you, Crystal, is when you message, you like write a line and you send, you like write a line yeah. and send. So then all of a sudden I have, I have, yeah. yeah and that's I have why. nine, I have nine notifications and I'm like, shit, I could have writ- written that in a paragraph and sent one, yeah. but she's like, she's like, delete, send, delete, send. And I'm like, oh my God, my phone is blowing up. Yeah. It's literally like I've had conversations with other Sagittarius and I forget who who made a uh, I think a meme about it or something um I don't know if it was uh, I just totally lost his name my open head was like I had it and then it was gone um but I, I remember seeing it and then I, I, I of course then I had to read all the comments and they're like yes I send rapid fire questions <laughs> and comments at people one sentence sent one sentence sent um, unless I don't want people to see what I'm writing, um, like um, if I'm in full like thought, trying to keep my open heads, like trying to like organize the information um, with my with my undefined ajna, it's like trying to do that. Then I won't let you see what I'm writing, and I'll write like the longest, like longest possible <laughs> story I could tell you, and then I'll hit send, and then you'll be like, whoa, that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like giant but that's usually it's just rapid fire text is what the way that I operate I feel like you Always. wrote something down Leah I saw you writing something down well I it was going back to what um Kayla was just saying about the gate 52 I was looking up the hermit because I was like either the hermit or the hangman seems like that's I haven't gotten all the way to the root yet but connecting the tarot with um human design but I kind of feel like that's a pretty close thing. Like the way that you're, you have to like step back and like wait and understand like in that waiting, you're able to like let go and give up and surrender and lean into new things so that you can break the old pattern and that old behavior. So I just felt, I don't know why I was like, I need to look that up. And the 52 (laughs) is in, is in your unconscious Jupiter. So, and Jupiter is I, I look at Jupiter as the key to your entire chart. Like if you can allow Jupiter to just like embrace you and like you like nurture that, that little, that little tiny place in you, that's actually going to expand out through your entire chart. It literally unlocks all of the abundance, all of the prosperity. It's literally the key to your, to your success in life, whatever that, whatever that looks like to you, because everyone's success is different. Yeah. And I've noticed that too, in contemplating the gene keys and diving into the pearl sequences that that highest expression in the culture sphere is about unlocking prosperity. Mm-hmm. Like I'm literally not surprised that that you said that. And uh, it is, I just love when I saw the contrast between restraint, like, which is the gift versus the shadow of 34 of force. I was like, oh my gosh, this makes so much sense. Like Mm. to restrain myself, you know, sometimes I I restrain myself to wait to respond, you know, I'm going to restrain like, Hey, I don't feel like I have all the information. I don't know yet what I'm responding to. And that's like a head thing too, obviously. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously I'm supposed to listen to my gut, but if there's too much information or not enough, I don't like I can respond and I will restrain myself. And that it's, it, it can be really powerful rather than just taking action all the time. And I think the openness that I have in my chart is also just a really great example of like a lot of feminine energy. And, you know, you know me being like so right quad 
quad you know, right. so many right arrows and or quad yeah. right right quad right quad <laughs> mercury retrograde you, should, you listen to our program updates but our conversation yesterday was just a bunch of blah, blah, blah. Yeah, was. there was trying to do podcasts during mercury retrograde is like just comical <laughs> between like yeah. getting cut out and then like nobody knows how to talk every it's like, <laughs> you're, like you're speaking like in riddles or like you're like yoda or something <laughs> I feel like that's the conversations you have during Mercury retrograde. Did we ever find out your big three? Yeah. So <laughs> oh, I love that you, you remember that. <laughs> I was just waiting for the right time to come back with that information because we're waiting to be on. invited. I was, was yeah. Was, See, was. it's just a natural instinct for me now. Okay. Um, so a Pisces sun, a Sagittarius moon, mm. and a Scorpio rising. Mm, literally everything just made even more sense now than it did before because this is how you can tell when you're on someone's fractal line because if you meet someone that you connect with that one of your one of the places are the person has that sign in their sun like you have like um i'm a sagittarius sun and you're a sagittarius moon there's going to be an instant connection and then my Sagittarius sun sits in the 12th house and you're Pisces sun and Pisces rules the 12th house. So it's, and then Scorpio, Scorpio rising. I mean, that explains even more of the, uh, of your post now yeah. <laughs> when we were talking about the darkness and the emotions, like your rising is the way you're going to show up the way people see you. So yeah, I, I've been told the, the Scorpio energy is like a dark, twisty energy. That's how my friend describes it. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Like this Mm -hmm. very like blunt, (laughs) dark, twisty energy. I'm like, I can, I can handle that. Mixed with the Sag moon with, do you like to travel a lot? I do, but obviously COVID is, you know, aside from that, I should have rephrase that question. <laughs> did you I guess did you like to travel a lot at some point in your life yeah I do I do love going out and about and even though I have like the the two line and I have a defined g like I do still love being in like Sagittarius really moon. nurturing environments yeah anytime I see someone that's traveling a lot I'm like this this person has Sagittarius moon like it's just <laughs> and that's gonna my my um youngest has a Sagittarius moon you guys also don't like when people try to put you in a box. Well, no, any, if you put a Sagittarius in any of the big three, you try to put one of those in a box or like, I'm busting out of here. No, and I have like yeah. five planets in Sagittarius too. So <laughs> I don't like if someone, and especially also, I, I think this is also a defined G center thing. Leah, you can, you, since we all have defined G's, we can talk about this. Um, I don't like when people try to tell me who I am. Like, mm. I'm like, who the fuck do you think you are <laughs> trying to tell me who I am? I already know who the fuck I am. And then my Sagittarius son comes out and is like, how dare you try to put me in a box? <laughs> okay. So those two together, I'm like, I, 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 I literally try to, and then my third line's like, now I'm going to do the opposite of everything you just told me who I am. Opposite happening now. He told me I like, I like to wear these colors. I'm wearing black for the rest of my life. <laughs> a, a defined G center thing aside from my Sagittarius nature. I, we don't, we already know who we are. Yeah. I definitely notice when let's say 
let's say somebody makes a false claim like oh you're so this like making a negative Mm -hmm. thing I'm like no actually it's funny my mom I just realized this she (laughs) she I was hanging out with her the other day she lives in Victoria I'm in Vancouver but she's like reminiscing about when I was younger and she's like oh Kayla you're just you're not a morning person I was like um actually yes I am (laughs) I come out of the bedroom and I want a hug and she's like oh okay (laughs) and and uh there's just a couple other times where she like made a comment oh you're so you're so this or you're a planner that's what she said that was the other one she goes oh Kayla you just have to plan everything and I'm like no I don't (laughs) like (laughs) and just get so offended but and she's like oh yeah she's like oh oh okay you know and she's a she's a I can't remember her profile right now but she's a projector a splenic projector and it's just yeah when I tell her no she's like "Mm." she yeah yeah, she's not waiting to hear your your questions (laughs) tsk tsk mother (laughs) what do you feel about that Leah with having a defined g-center do you get annoyed yeah I get really annoyed especially if I hear if somebody else has said something about me that's not true and not in like a bad way at all it's just like they say something like you said Kayla like they're this and I'm like excuse me that's absolutely not true like I would, and I'm Aquarius, so I'm super stubborn. I have a ton of stubbornness in my chart. And so like, there's all of that backing that up where I'm like, would totally just go against everything that you just said and then be mad about it. (laughs) Yeah. I used to sulk a lot when I was a child about stuff like this. And then I also have a reflector body. So like just everybody saw me as somebody else. I don't know how many times this was like, looking back on this now, I'm like, this is such a, a reflector body thing. People would be like, I know someone that looks exactly like you. And I'd be like, oh, they show me the picture of them. And I be like, not even close, but okay. And it would happen like consistently. It's happened consistently throughout my life. And I'm like, I literally look like everybody then, don't I? I just have like this generic uh, vanilla face (laughs) and I'm just like, that's what I'm not even, I'm not even like fully white. So I'm just like, okay. Or people think I'm Hispanic a lot. I get that a lot too, which I Mm. find also interesting, but nobody actually gets what I actually am. So. I think that's you're crystal. <laughs> I know. I'm just like a rare crystal. That <laughs> <laughs> spells her name weird because my mom knew I had an open throat. <laughs> the joke she made with me. <laughs> Kayla, I wanted to ask you um, because you touched on, you've been touching on the gene keys and all of that stuff. Can you like give for anybody in the audience who's listening that has no idea what like gene yeah, keys or the pearl part. is? We don't really talk about gene keys on here. Yeah, yeah it's much. not a topic that we talk about at all. I'm still learning a lot, but I'll share what I know naturally. Mm-hmm. And so the gene keys are created by Richard Rudd, who is still alive. He worked directly with Ra. And what he did was, so there's 64 gates, there's 64 gene keys. And the gene keys together, there's three different sequences and there's 11 different keys within the sequences and I can't I don't have the planets memorized but it's like a mix of conscious and unconscious planets pulled from your human design chart use the same information that you grab your human design chart with to get your gene keys 
And so the Gene Keys, I love the Gene Keys and I love human design because I find what I've noticed is that human design is very much like, okay, here's the system. It's more masculine energy. It's like, here's the system. Here's your authority, your strategy. This is your type. And, you know, this is how you're going to show up and take action or wait to respond or wait for the invite or whatever in your life. Gene Keys is when you have those energetic imprints and they show up in your Gene Keys, it's about contemplating. So for example, when I realized that my core wound was 34, which is also gate 34, 30, the 34th gene key. And I was like, started contemplating like Kayla, where do you see these patterns of force in your life? When were you, when were you exuding strength and majesty? And I came up with this example, literally of my experience of being an athlete. And so it's a much more gentle approach because it's really playing with the energy and contemplating, like thinking about the energy. It's a very feminine approach. You don't do the gene keys. And it's funny because when I first learned about the gene keys, I was like, Oh yeah. How do I do the gene keys? Like, do I need to like journal about it, do this, do that. And I could see this like very masculine approach to like doing action, the inner work. Yeah. And my friend who's like one of my mentors as well was like, Kayla, you don't do the gene keys. Like you contemplate them, like you see them in your life. Like they literally uh-huh. are activated by your DNA, right? Because uh-huh. the 64 gates are also associated with your DNA. And then there's codon rings and programming yes, partners. Like for part. example, so yeah. Kitchen. So the part where- so I wonder yeah, if so- kitchen's environment, because when I, when I read the gene keys, I'm like, this seems like really chemistry and like it really is. genetic. And like, it's- I mean, obviously human design has aspects of that as well, because that's where it derives from, but it's like, they go, I feel like Richard goes more in depth with it. Like that's what he does. He elaborates more on it and, and almost makes you, I feel like he paints for each, for each, um, gene key. He like paints, like almost like, um, a bigger picture on it. Like how, like the way I feel like human design approaches is it's like, it's this, Right. And then I feel like Richard's like, but yeah, it is this, but it's also like even bigger than that. So like, look at how, and like how they all like connect to each other with the, the ring, the code on rings and all of that, like that, that all fascinates me for some reason. I think it's my kitchen's environment. Yeah. You have transferred kitchens. So I, I I know that you're still like, you're, you're, you're still in the, the the learning phases of that with the transferred environment, but you still see it. And it's still like, I feel like you're fascinated by your transferred environment. Like I'm fascinated by the, by, by shores, like in theory, I like the beach in theory. Like when I can, like when I'm there and it's not brutally hot outside, cause I'm from Florida, South Florida is like walking through a hot wet blanket. And what I, what I can see, what I can just sit there and just like, look at the ocean. My kids are not there. Like in this scenario, my kids are not there and I can just watch and just like allow like my not self to chatter away in my head. Um, like to me, like, and, and it's just like a beautiful day outside and the sand's like not all over me. Cause that's another thing that I hate about the beach is the sand that it's there and it exists. Don't like it. I'd rather not be there. Um, but like that's, but I, I do love the theory of it. And I don't, I don't, I, I, I'd be curious of what that means for you on the other side of that with transferred kitchens, but I don't want to, uh, I, I totally side tangent, open throat stole that. I know. I'm sorry, Leah. She's like, why are we talking? <laughs> Can you remind me of what that 
what that means. And then I'll be able to connect it to yeah. the gene keys or not. So kitchens is like the chemist in the, in the, in the chemistry lab. They like, we love to mix things. We are the, we are the mixers. We're the witches of, of all the environments where like, if you think of like an actual kitchen, it's literally just taking a bunch of ingredients. It's ba- It's making nothing into something. It's all, it's all creation. It's all creative. If you think of a city, that's, that's a kitchen's environment. If you think of a classroom, that's a kitchen's environment. If you think of a chemistry lab, that's a kitchen's environment. And I feel like Gene Keys to me is like really kitchens. I remember when I told Leah to buy the book and then she buys the book, she's opening it up. I'm like, I'm like, I understand what all of this means. And then she's looking at it and she's like, uh, <laughs> I don't think I'm ready for this. <laughs> the size of it in itself was very overwhelming for me. It is, it is very, very dense and thick. Giant. It like makes me remember what a phone book is. That's yeah. how thick it is. Just so yeah. the listeners know, it's literally an effing Bible. Like it it's is. like a fat book. So I love that you just shared this because so much just hit me when you said it. First of all, I have a bachelor of education. Like I have experience Hmm. as a teacher, which is so funny. So that ties into that. I lived in Toronto for three years. That's like a big city in Canada. Hmm. And yeah, I noticed. So I have, I have 11 or 12. I I literally lost count certifications like in coaching. So Hmm. I went ahead and I did NLP, hypnosis, EFT, all of those, you know, ones that you see usually packaged together. And then I did, Reiki. And then I did uh, a law of attraction coaching certification. So I went very like mind to like energetic embodiment. And then I got into human design and did the three levels. So what's happened with that is I started smashing the things together. (laughs) And so I started, I was like looking at NLP after I started getting into human design, I was like, wow, there's some flaws in this. Like, what if you like mash in some human design into NLP? Like, okay, they say hypnosis. This is how you do a hypnosis. Here's the script from the NLP book. I'm like, well, I'm going to look at someone's chart and do a hypnosis based off their design and whatever it is that they're dealing with so that they can have a subconscious integration of what they want to achieve from that. Or even looking at using time techniques. Like time techniques is in, in NLP is about going back into previous memories and experiencing certain emotions so that you can learn from them and release them. So if somebody has an undefined emotional solar plexus, an undefined head, undefined Ajna, they're not going to have that same experience of being able to just go back and remember because they, they will create those energetic experiences by getting it from their environment or the people that they're with. Mm -hmm. So then I was like, Oh, if I tweak my language, then I can help them access that energy so that time technique can work for them. It's going to work for some people, but not others. It's going to resonate more with others and not them because human design isn't involved. So that's where I see human design coming in. With gene keys, what I noticed is that because it's so contemplative, there's no like right way to do it. It, it is about mixing everything together. That's why I really learned about embodying the shadows. This is why this speaks so well to my 36 and six in human design and how I market and how I write copy and everything is because I'm like, oh, this shadow. And I came up with this metaphor when I did a podcast interview with my friend a couple months ago, the shadow in human design and gene keys is really the soil. And you think that nobody likes dirt. They're like dirt, manure, like what is this shit? Literally pun intended. And then the gift is really the stem of the flower coming out. And the blooming is the city. And if you take any of those away, 
you kill the flower. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that's what I really love about Gene Keys as well is like, it is about all of it. Like it is, it is a chemistry experience. Like you really have to mix together and look at the different areas of your life. And there's so much fluidity. And I think it really speaks to me too, because of all the undefined centers and open centers that I have in my chart. Like, it's like, Oh, all this energy and wisdom is like wearing around me. Like it just, that feels like normal, like that, that feels like home, you know? So that's how I would give examples of my very long winded answer to your question about kitchen. Do you ever, um, how do I say this? I'm like, how do I phrase this where it's going to make sense? Because there's a lot of, um, distortion that happens in your transferred environment. It's usually in your transferred environment. Um, if you're like, especially physically there aside from obviously there's elements like gene keys like feels very kitchens to me but like in your transferred environment you're not you're not going to see clearly you're not going to meet the correct people you're going to probably get sick um does when when you see like these systems that are all like meshed together like I also feel like human design is also very kitchens because it's a bunch of different systems that create a whole new system which is actually interesting because raw the founder of human design was Shore's environment. So I contemplate that a lot. I'm like, okay, so this man was natural Shore's environment and he downloaded this entire system, took all these other systems and modalities together and created this whole new thing. And his transferred environment is kitchens. I'm like, so... I think what it is, is that when I look at this, because when we were messaging the other day and you reminded me what this meant and you're like, oh yeah, the transferred environment is where you might find you're sick and so on. And I was like, well, that makes sense because when I was teaching, I lived in China for almost a year and I got sick, literally eight out of 10, I was there. And then I moved to Toronto and I lived in the city and I just was like, so burnt out. Like I just, it just wasn't for me. I felt trapped. We didn't have a car. I literally lived right downtown. So what I'm noticing the difference is, is that when I look at, you know, let's say we're saying gene keys or human design is very kitchens. There's a level of acceptance with that and a level of me willing to put my hands in and get messy and create something with it. When I was in the environment of, for example, living in Toronto and living in China, I was resisting it. I couldn't, I couldn't accept it all. It was like, I, you know, I tried to compartmentalize and and do the things that I only liked, but the environment was so strong as a whole, I couldn't accept it all. I think that's what had me be burnt out and that's what had me get sick. So I feel like when I can play with it, like gene keys or human design, then I'm able to accept it all and embrace it all. Then the distortion works. Like, I don't even know if what I said I makes sense, but like that's like, go yeah, beyond that it. because it, Shores is about seeing like, almost like seeing from a top level. It's it, Shores is, is, is a six line energy. Okay. Yeah. So it's like, if you can, if you can expand beyond the system, almost like reach the outside world of it, go to another side of it, right. It's beyond the line. You can go beyond the line, then all of a sudden it makes sense. But if it's, I yeah. guess if you try to stay stuck as a shores person in the system and try to just like make sense of for what it is, like if you probably like the first time you saw the body graph, you were like, what the fuck am I looking at? <laughs> like the first time I saw the body graph, I was like, whoa, <laughs> It just like, I felt like I was seeing something that I had seen 
before. And it just like all made sense to me. And also, but I did know a decent amount about the tree of life. I still didn't, when I first saw it, I didn't fully comprehend the connection because it's like, you're just looking, I feel like you're like staring at a person and like, there's these boxes and triangles and you're like, how to exactly like connect. But it's like, I feel like when you look at the body graph, even if you don't know what any of it means, you're actually knowing what it means. You're still getting information from it. Like I tell people and I tell clients of mine to print out their charts and put them on their desk or like put them somewhere in their house where they can stare at it every day and almost like receive the energy from that chart. You're downloading energy from the chart, whether you realize it or not. Yeah. I think yeah. I printed out like four or five charts of mine because I, are they just in every room? <laughs> yeah, no, they're not in every room. I just kept them like in a folder, but I like wrote notes from different things that I learned about it. So, cause I'm like touch cognition. Yeah. So I'm like, I need to write everything down. I need to see it on paper. I need to like figure out where this fits and like right next to the smallest. And then I ran out of room. So I need to print a new one out. It was probably on Jovian rather than like genetic matrix or something. So depended on where I was getting it from, but yeah. I, I don't think that I understood what any of it was at first because I was, wasn't ready to learn about it at that yeah, time. You have to be it ready. Was a lot of years ago that I heard it the first time. And, but I did resonate with, it was on a training call with a um, group and she was talking about the spleen and like all of the different gates that were coming off of the spleen and like how fear and you know, all of it is in, in the spleen. And I was just like, wow, this is really like crazy, but I didn't know that that was my authority. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, I don't know. I don't know what any of this means, but it really resonates with me. And like, it makes a lot of sense. And then I started learning more about it. Not even like a year and a half ago. And I was like, wow. Okay. Now that makes sense. Why that hit me so hard all of that fear that I was feeling and actually really resonating with, with this random human design person who I haven't even seen since then was like telling the truth straight to my face. I was like, ah, when we end on this conversation, cause I'm, I'm feeling like we're, we're going to get ready to wrap up here. I'm sure you, I feel like you guys feel it too. Um, I'd like to touch on, I feel like we basically talked about your entire (laughs) chart, Kayla. So let's just go to the last part that we have not talked about at all yet, um, which is your undefined spleen. Because Leah and I both have defined spleens and it's, there's, they're really, I mean, there's obviously such a contrast between defined and open undefined centers, but I feel like nobody talks about the spleen enough. It's always about the solar plexus for some reason. Um, but we're really moving past the spleen now, like, because we're obviously going to the other side to the solar plexus, but for you to have an undefined spleen, um, and the way you talked about it the other day, where, when you, when you're feeling like foggy in that area and you go and talk to a defined spleen, like all of a sudden, all of the intuition that you've been, like has been like hazy or clogged in that area is like almost like released and then like clarity hits you. Can you explain that for anyone that has an undefined spleen and your experience with that? Yes. So what happens for me is it's funny because I only have gate 48 Mm -hmm. unconsciously defined in the spleen and the shadow is inadequacy. And it's funny because despite it being 
unconsciously defined I have experienced that shadow like massively and I also think it ties in with like the open heart of having to get all this knowledge and wisdom to prove myself and make sure I know all the things right so what I noticed with my undefined spleen is that when I'm clear I will have like major clarity when I pull cards when I journal when I open the Akashic records when I'm in the shadow of turbulence or conflict of my conscious sun and earth energy, I, it's like, I, I can't access my intuition. Like I, it, there's so much noise going on that, you know, when it's funny, cause I'll go and I'll talk to my friends who have an undefined or sorry, who have a defined spleen and who are very intuitive and they're going to reassure me. They're going to tell me things like, Kayla, you just need to trust yourself. Like it's all working out. Like they literally tell me what I need to hear. And I used to make it mean, Kayla, you're not trusting yourself. But what I've really realized lately is that there's so many fears activated and I'm not used to processing that energy that I just like, it's just like a black hole. Hmm. And, and so and the other thing I noticed, so that's one thing in terms of connecting with my intuition, when I'm clear, which is why I do a lot of journaling, I meditate daily, like that's, this is what I, I exercise, I work out, I do these things specifically to clear my energy, because I have so much openness in my chart. That's the intuition thing. The other thing I noticed, my boyfriend is a splenic projector. And he only has his head and Ajna defined and his spleen and root defined. So when we're out of alignment, we try trigger the fuck out of each other. <laughs> I can tell you that much right now, but we also complete like a massive connection. Cause I have the G and he has definition in his throat. Like we, when our charts are together, just the heart is open. Everything else is defined. And what I notice is because my spleen is undefined. When I have a conversation with somebody who is, you know, processing things like, let's say he's, he's worried about security or finances or having fears about things. And I can tell he's in his head because he has such a wide split. He's in his head and he's trying to figure things out. And I literally even said this to him today. Like, thank God he actually is like interested in human design. I was like looking at him in the kitchen. I'm like, you're trying to figure this out right now. And I was like, you're not, you're not going to know, you know, until you really, you, you need to, yeah, like consult your spleen, like what is good for you right now? And the spleen, you need to respond in the moment. It's a little, it's a kind of similar to the sacral, right? It's intuitive, but it needs to be in the moment. And the other thing, actually, we didn't talk about this because we talked about the defined G. I've had some really big realizations about the undefined G, if I can like jump to that for a second. So he has an undefined G. And right now we're going through the process of interviewing and moving cities. And he's in his head. I can see this is so interesting when I look at it through human design lens. He's in his head and he's trying to figure things out. He's like got that consistent pressure, like looking for answers, like what's best for me? Like, what am I going to be doing? He's also inner vision for cognition. So I'm like sitting there <laughs> and I'm watching his chart like, like unfold in front of me. Oh yeah. Like he's just, I'm just like, oh my God, I can see this. And I, and I had the realization, the intuitive had to tell him for anyone who has an undefined G and also splenic authority, it's like, you're not going to know how you're going to identify or feel in the environment until you're there and you've sampled it. You're just not going to know. Right. So you can spend all your time you want in your head and your Ajna, but until you're actually in the environment, you're not going to know. And the only way you're going to know is when you're in the environment so that your spleen can decide, is this essential for me? Is this healthy for me? Is this going to bring me security and safety and so on? Like, what does my intuition say? You're not going to know. And I think, 
because then when you're in the environment and you're sampling, you have an undefined G and then obviously I'm there with the sacral defined, like it's going to come right down into the spleen and he's actually going to be able to respond to it. So that's the other thing I've noticed too, is like, despite me being undefined, it's not, it's not a hindrance. It's only a hindrance when I'm really in my own shit, but then I know that I can go and leverage somebody who's in alignment and get that energy instead of my own. That's all mugged up. So that's my, that's my level of awareness that's come with that. I feel like that that's the way all of our open undefined centers work that, and that's why we, we need each other so much is because literally for, for our open undefined centers that we have no idea how to even navigate. Like we just don't like, I don't, I, I, I fucking hate emotions. Emotions are fucking (laughs) disgusting. Okay. I, (laughs) I want them to go away as fast as possible. I've been watching my boys who have, um, also undefined, um, solar plexus, but they, they, they've been having the, um, 3955, uh, for a while when the 55 was in transit and I, I was losing my mind. I was literally losing my mind. I'm like, I like random crying between the two of them. I mean, they're, they're both young, but they don't cry this much, but like literally crying where I'm asking my oldest, um, who's a cancer son. Um, he's an ego manifester. And I'm like, why are you crying right now? I'm like trying to figure like the solar plexus, open solar plexus has no idea what's happening when all of a sudden all of these emotions hit. And he's like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) We're like in the middle of a fucking store. I'm like, I can't do this. People are staring my open throats. Like, oh my God, people are looking at me now. And it's just like, it's a lot, but it's like when you don't understand what's happening, or if you want to have clarity around these open undefined centers, go find someone that has a defined center. And especially if you can find someone that has a, like a connection gate to your, uh, that can channel that energy for you, literally has a full Mm -hmm. fucking channel, create the channel for you. Then all of a sudden that clarity just like hits you like no other. And and you're like, ready, like, I have the 28, you have the 38, Leah also has the 28. So together we, we help you. And because our center is already defined, like when you're in our, in our presence, it's probably like, oh, all of a sudden things just make sense. And I know what's working for me, what's not working for me, what I should stay and what I shouldn't stay in. Because I feel like with the undefined open spleen, you guys stay in things for way too fucking long. Oh, like, 100%. what are you guys doing? Like, I see it happen. Like, <laughs> like my brother, my, my brother, and then somebody else that I know, um, that has, um, undefined spleen and they're, they're both pure generators too. Like they will stay in relationships, especially for way too long, or they'll go back mm-hmm. for seconds. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> Oh my God. I had such an experience last year with a splenic projector. Didn't like, I didn't really, this is early. This is like literally this time last year. And I didn't know like two things about human design. And I was, we had a codependent friendship. Mm. and it was yes, like what, so happens with the undefined it was so toxic yeah. and then eventually it literally took four months where I was like I am done and I'm a single definition so when I'm done like mm-hmm. it's done and I'm like we are not talking anymore I'm gonna we're gonna move on business relationship is done our friendship is done like that's just that's it 
and I think she was fucking crushed, but I was like, I can't do this. Like it's, it's just not working. And the codependency was there. I could see it. I was depending on her because she had business experience. She had what I thought I didn't have. And then when I cut off the relationship, I fucking bloomed. And I was like, wow, that's a great example Mm. of, you know, me latching onto her fears. Like it was just a really big lesson for me to learn. I I feel like I've been on the opposite side of that too, where other people are like, can't let go. But I'm happens with this defined spleen is people can't let go of us. Right. And I'm also line four. So that's kind of like the other side. It's like, I always need a lily pad. So I'm hanging on with my line four, but I also know that it's probably not the best thing. And like, I, but, and then I'm also the solar plexus undefined is like, but I don't want to hurt your feelings by like telling you that this is over. Like, I'm really sorry. And then it's my fault. Like, uh, you know, it's like a circus in there. So, but it's funny to like, look back at things like that when you can like put it on the human design and be like, okay, this is exactly where that is. Okay. Now I have the awareness and the realization that like, this isn't probably the healthiest relationship to stay in. And that's okay. Like, just keep moving on. (laughs) That's, that's, and I feel like that's the contrast with the the defined spleen compared to the undefined spleen or open spleen is yeah. that I will actually know exactly what or who is not good for me. I won't always leave it, but I'll, I can recognize the pattern because I have the 44. So I'll be like, this is fucking toxic, but my open solar plexus is like, but I don't want to hurt their feelings. <laughs> I really don't want to tell them that the, like my third line is about to cut their fucking ass out of my life. Um, and I just, I'll sometimes stay in it for longer just because of the open solar plexus that does not want to hurt anybody's feelings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And actually, you know, what's interesting is that just in contrast to that, I've definitely noticed when I'm in alignment with my undefined spleen and let's say, you know, I'm noticing certain behaviors like with my boyfriend, like he's kind of like, he's got, he's spleen projector, right? So he's mm-hmm. kind of like, doing his thing, whatever, doing some unhealthy habits. And I know that he's not in alignment. And then I just know when to call him out. Cause it's like, yeah. I can sniff it out. Right. It's like, well, they, this, no, that's what this, that's totally what yeah. comes from is from the spleen. Yeah. I'm literally like this. You, this is not, this is not in alignment for you. Like this is, you know what I mean? So me being undefined, like I, but I know like exactly when to draw the line and like bring it to his awareness or anyone with a defined spleen who's doing things that they quote shouldn't be doing or aren't well, good for them. You can see it in other people easier than in yourself. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I think yeah. that's, the, that's the difference with the open undefined is like, like when I look at emotionals that like they get into, they get into these relationships that you're like, that shit's going to burn out faster than it even started and you're like i give it two weeks i'm over here i'm like open solar plexus i'm like i give it two weeks it's over two weeks done and i'm like and they didn't see it coming they didn't no. see it coming at all and i'm over how could you not see that this was never going to last there because yeah. they're in it like when you when it's defined in you it's hard to sometimes see outside of you but if you're mm-hmm. open or undefined you can see into somebody else that's yeah. the wisdom that you gain is seeing into somebody else to understand what that actually means. But for you, when it's happening, if you're open or undefined, you're like, I don't know what the fuck's happening. I just exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that's, I feel like that's a good, a good note to end on there. I feel like we literally talked about pretty much the entire body graph, except I'm kind of surprised we didn't talk as much about the heart, but I feel like we talked about pretty much everything else. Um, so Tell our audience where they can find you, 
and anything, any last bits you would like to share? Yes. I think any last bits, I just loved our conversation. You know what I would love? I would love like a Netflix show where it's like the language of how people speak is just like human design. Like, you know how we're talking and then we forget <laughs> something and like in normal conversation, people are like, oh no, it, you know, it slipped my tongue. And now we're like, oh shit, that's my undefined head. Like it's just, <laughs> it's like this commentary of like, yeah. oh yeah, I was totally proving myself. It's like, oh my, my open heart, like, oh, you know, like, it's just, mm-hmm. I love that because it's like an, it's like an extra layer of self-awareness. So I'm just imagining like a t- talk show, like obviously we're on a podcast, but like an actual yeah, talk show. Lee and I talk like every day. Yeah, it's okay? great. Yeah. And yeah. then we do it on the podcast before every week before our um, program update. And I feel like people say sometimes they like that conversation, maybe even more than the transit, because it's, <laughs> it's just, it's fascinating to talk about your life through the lens of human design, because it's hard to conceptualize it sometimes. Yeah. And for the people that I feel like you either, human design is a little bit like math. I feel like you either get it or you don't like you could try and try and try and try to learn. And maybe you will eventually, like if you get a tutor, you get a reading, you get someone that's going to like walk you through the steps. Like maybe you can then have like a broader understanding of it. But I really do believe this system calls certain people mm-hmm. to actually help other people understand it on a different level, because it's not an easy system. It's very dense. It's very confusing, but uh, like Kayla, you're like, I, I've been in human design for a second, but I mean, look at all the stuff you just shared. I mean, it's like, yeah. The, yeah. But that's, but that's the thing about, about the right brain and the right and right mind is you guys don't realize how much you actually know. Yeah. Like, definitely two lines. Thank you. Yeah. I tell this yeah. to Leah all the time. Yeah. I'm like, you have no idea how much you actually know. <laughs> so like embrace that. That's like such such a gift that like you like really understand the system on a on a different level but oh yeah I love it yeah we we should have you back and we should talk just talk literally just talk human design oh 100% I would love that yeah I would totally love that and Leah loves so I guess generators talk (laughs) I know (laughs) I mean I'm just here for the conversation So I guess if the listeners want to connect with me, I, you can find me on Instagram. We'll have this all in the show notes at Kayla G. I also have a podcast channel living in first alignment and we'll include the episode that I did with crystal. We can throw it into the show notes as well. Yeah. And then what else? Oh, I, oh my God, we didn't talk about this, but it's not like super relevant. Anyways, I started doing custom human design candles. I what? think, did you see this on, did you see this I on Instagram? Someone no? tag- I saw someone tagged you. And yeah. So, okay. It? This is, I'm just going to like, sure you can see this, but the listeners can't. So you'll have to go and look. So I started making candles I and it. I call it lit sacral because obviously oh. you like candles and I'm a sacral generator. That's and so, so what I've done is I've, yeah, I've picked crystals to resonate with the defined centers. And then you get your candle made with the crystals of your defined centers. Okay. I'm gonna and then I have one. some other okay. cool stuff in there. Yeah. So I'm I can include that in the show notes. Yeah. So lit sacral, it is human design candles made with your human design in mind, which is so fun. So there's that. And yeah, I think that's, that's, that's really it. So my podcast channel living in first alignment lit sacral human design candles and then what's your IG hook me, like hook up with me kayla g from instagram and well i'll i'll we'll put that on the show notes because uh 
Kayla's parents also played a joke on her. And the way you probably <laughs> think it, it is spelled is completely not that way at it's all. It's not. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> so now you have to look at the show notes so that you know how to spell my name. And that's mm-hmm. just a trick to get you to go to the show notes. Yeah, Cause they're not going to tell you. <laughs> we're not telling you. You're going to have to just go there. Um, but I'll also, when, when we, when we drop this episode, I'll definitely share it in my stories so that people can be able to just an easy click click away and yeah this was a fun conversation I definitely I want to have more human design talk yeah. like just that's it's literally the way I want to live my life now I'm like you know, yes if you don't know how to talk human design you're out no I'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for having me on today I honestly love the conversation and then just learned a lot and obviously felt so seen and heard to like share as well obviously yeah. oh, open throat <laughs> that's what yeah. we do here with and with with the human design and astral club is like i feel like with you how how can you go wrong with a projector and then an open throat generator like all we want to do <laughs> is support people and like again like i said the open throat is really about giving a voice to the voiceless and i feel like the projector also does that as well because you guys see people so clearly so oh yeah so yeah this was a fun conversation we'll definitely have to do it again so yeah, we hope you guys Have a great rest of your day, whatever time it is when you're listening to this and any final words. Um, Yeah, I think the biggest thing that I just want to leave with the listeners today is that your self-awareness will never be an end game. There's Mm -hmm. never an end to it. Mm-hmm. It's it's a continuing it's a continuation of unfolding and constriction like your self awareness is energy itself and I think that continuing to put yourself in environments like these conversations and just being open minded is what will give you the most freedom ever like it'll never be how much money you make it'll never be you know what you physically achieve in your life like having that self awareness and being able to create your reality in any moment it will be like the most liberating thing ever so. I just wanted to share that because that's really been something I've been thinking about. It's beautiful. Completely open, open Asha. So I feel like that was perfect for that. (laughs) Leah, any last words of wisdom from the project? No, you know, I don't have any last words. That was amazing. Thanks for coming. It was nice to meet you, Kayla. (laughs) Yes. Thank you for coming on and we will see you guys on the next one. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Crystal and I are really here as defined hearts to provide value to you with our unique insights. If you have found any of this episode valuable to you, we ask that you share with a friend, tag us with a highlight on Instagram, and write us a review so we can reach more people. Human design and astrology are tools to guide us toward our transformation. You are a unique and beautiful being, and we encourage you to let that light inside of you shine bright. See you in the next episode, friends.